I'm Dr. Greg Winteregg, CEO of the Private Dentist Alliance. I want to talk to all of you students out there today who are wondering what your future is going to be like as a career in dentistry, as an assistant, as a hygienist, as a dentist, where is this profession going with the rapid increase of the DSO movement? I'm here to tell you the PDA is going to help you and I want you to become a member today. It is free. Now, why should you become a member? You're gonna get weekly video updates from me and you're gonna get regular updates of our newsletters from the Alliance on exactly what is happening and how we are going to help preserve and protect the private practice of dentistry. Now, to me, the most important advantage is you are going to get access to our job board. What is that? Our private practicing members all have access to our PDA job board, which means if they have an opening in their private practice of assistant, hygienist, doctor, front office staff, they're going to be able to post it. And you're gonna be able to check up regularly. And as our membership grows, we're gonna be covering larger and larger territories across the United States. If you are looking for a job in any position in the office of a private practice, you need to become a student member today. It is free. Go to www.privatedental.org and become a student member today. You're gonna to love your benefits. Do it now. What is up, guys? It's your boy, Matt Havis, with the Dental Supervisor Podcast. Today, we have a super cool little informational video for you. We put together a list of tips and tricks that we use to conquer the ADEX exam, how we were feeling um, before we took it, all the stuff that you need to know as you prepare for the exam yourself. We want you guys to crush it. We were confident going in. We want you guys to feel the same way. It is nerve-wracking. It is a, you know, a way of life when you go into dental school, you have to take the ADEX licensure exam or an equivalent licensure exam, depending on the state you live in and wherever you're going to practice. So tune in, check it out. Let us know what you guys think. We hope that you guys can use and adopt some of those tips and tricks that we use. Uh, some pretty good pearls. We talked to past students about it. We talked to faculty members, CDCA examiners, stuff of that nature to really help us get us ready. So as always, follow us on Instagram at dental.student.vibes. Check us out on Facebook, join our exclusive group, and um, let's just stay safe and let's vibe on. Welcome back to Dental Student Vibes. Matt, Cole, Seth, or SpongeBob. SpongeBob's here. Uh, so today we're talking about ADEX. Uh, Matt and I are taking ADEX next weekend. Very exciting stuff. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not exciting at all. It's well, nerve-wracking. It's one step closer <laughs> to getting the license. Yeah, exactly. No, you're right. So, but we've been hustling. We've been. Uh, I got to go in today. I got to uh, practice some more drilling. So let's talk a little bit about ADEX. What it is. There's a couple parts of ADEX. The ADEX that we're taking um, is on a mannequin, and it's four things. It's a three to five bridge prep. Um, that's a three unit bridge. Uh, number eight endo, so that means make the access and clean and shape and obturate, obturate through the full root canal procedure. Yeah, and then number nine crown, and then fourteen endo access. So you just scoop out all of the pulp tissue or wax. And Looks then... like the Alfa Romeo grill. Exactly. Yeah. So you just you you <laughs> cut that, but you don't have to actually perform the root canal procedure. So. 
So Cole, what do you know? What do you know so far about 8x? Um, I know it's a lot of money. Yes, it's twenty. How much? Twenty three. Twenty three hundred bucks. Okay. So, um, I know you guys have been practicing a lot. I know the grading is very harsh, as it should be. They want you to be clinically proficient. Um, I know you guys are under a lot of stress, but to be understood, you're one step closer to becoming a dentist, and they're putting a lot of pressure on you to make sure that you are proficient. So that's great. But my question is, my first one is, so what have you guys been doing to practice? What's your, you know, step one to practice? Right. So step one, I mean, I, I mean, it's just, it's just like similar, right? So all we do, you got to get the, the paper with all the um, parameters. Right? I, I would right. say step one is acquire the type it on and all the correct teeth to drill. Yeah. Because you get your normal type it on that you practice on in SimLab, but it's different than the type it on that they have you practice on for ADEX. The plastic cuts different. The type it on are different. It's like, it's all systemized. So that way you can just drop a tooth in, drill it, and you can pull it out. It's not like the actual SimLab stuff where they have a spot where you can put the, the number eight endo tooth and all that stuff. But anyone from ADEX listening right now, it's not cool how you guys make those teeth so expensive. I don't like spending yeah. $22 on a 14 um, endo tooth. I don't like it. I had to buy like 10 of them. Yeah. That was a lot of money. Yeah. And just, it, I mean, we're just ripping through teeth. Mm -hmm. So, so first thing, yeah, get the, get the, it's just an upper arch too, which is right. nice. Right. Mm -hmm. And then also, so I, I got a, I did a paper towel. I wrote out all the dimensions cause it'll tell you, and it's kind of confusing. Mm -hmm. So you literally draw the tooth and then you draw the, um, the stent over it. And then you write in how much you reduce in all the different planes so, and stuff. It's a good point. I would recommend doing That's that a good as well. tip. just so you realize because you have to also it's not it's not even drilling teeth it's just like making your hands do what the paper tells you so if the paper says make your margin this big you have to make the margin that big so you have to just do it and it's hard because every tooth requires different parameters so you have to be able to know which tooth has the parameters and that just comes with practice you know when you drill so many teeth it becomes like second nature i don't need the paperwork anymore because i just drill like four hours every single day and every day I do it and I'll hit like, I'll do a fixed prostate and then I'll do the crown preps and then like the bridge prep. And then the next day I'll do endo. And then you just familiarize yourself. I think that that's the only way to, you know, get good is just practice. And that's all I do. But I mean, teach his own. Some people like to draw it out and stuff like that, which I did initially, but then you kind of like ingrain it into your head by doing it so much. Okay. All right. So then let's walk through each one of these things. All right. So we said first was the three through five. Bridge prep, FPD. So, so when you, well, well, we went, that's just how you do it in the mouth. Like, cause right. you start from like I just three started to five. Yeah. Left, right. Yeah. So go ahead, Matt. But the way that the test works, like when we take it on Saturday, you would start with endo and you would just do 14 and eight, but it doesn't necessarily have to be in that order. You could do whichever way you want. So it, it, all, it all depends. So you on start your, endo. Yeah. Take a break. Like from the test, you, you like go out, have yeah. a drink of water and then come back in uh, and do fixed. Okay. Yeah. So you could, and they give you, I think it's like four hours total for the endo section. So if you finish, you could be done. You can move on. It's like you, you, they just give you a block of time and you can use it however you feel. But once you're done with endo, you tell the, the preceptor or whatever, you're done. And they say, okay, you're done. Move on. And then you start fixed pros. So it's like a formal uh, way of stuff, like stopping uh, the first part and then starting the second part. Okay. But you can take as much time as you want. Got you know, it. you can do the full four hours, you can do two hours. Some people blow right through it and they're like, I just want to be done with it. I mean, it's all about however you feel and per person, but you can do it however you feel like you do eight, you can do 14. 
Uh, typically what they have you do is like from what, what our preceptors have told us when practicing, they like you to start with 14 because you're going to have to take out everything, go through number eight, clean and shape and all that stuff, which could be pretty tedious. So at least you get your, your practice in with 14 where you just cut it, you just pull out the, the tissue or whatever, the, the wax, and then you're done with that one. Because that one shouldn't take you as much time as eight, only because there's so many more steps. You have to go through the full root canal procedure. But I mean, hey, honestly, I hated endo. I really didn't like doing it. But now that I've gotten better at it, I actually I kind of enjoy doing the accesses on them. I mean, at least on number eight. I kind um, of enjoy 14 too. Yeah, but but you, that's because you're not like obturating and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. No yeah. more endo. <laughs> that, that would be, I mean, I want to do it at some point, but it's mm -hmm. not, not right now. It, not fun for an exam. Okay, so no. my question is this. So obviously eight is pretty straightforward with the access. You know the shape, you know relatively where to go. Mm -hmm. So 14 obviously has presents some challenges. It's not in the middle of the tooth, not right in the middle of the occlusal table. It's slightly off center. So what's your guys' approach for attacking that access? Um, all right, so Matt has – okay, the pencil. Let's talk about bringing a pencil to the exam because you can use a pencil on every single tooth. So first for endo, go start off by – Pushing the pencil let out, yeah. so it's like you know, pretty far a mechanical out, pencil on yeah. a mechanical pencil, and then you um, put the side of the pencil lead on the incisal edge of eight, and then also, so so there you can actually visualize it because sometimes it's hard to see, mm -hmm. and then also do it on the cingulate mobate, and then on the uh, oblique ridge and the marginal ridges of fourteen. And Matt, you you showed me like how to do that, and there's a specific way. You just go like according to the parameters, but it you think it's like okay, whatever. It helps so much with the visualization of that. Oh, okay. So, so that's that. But then for the three to five uh, bridge prep, dude, if you just kind of look at, because the hardest part is the getting the draw. So right. the, the that common path of insertion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so if you draw with on in the middle of the tooth on the buckle, um, two parallel lines on three and on five. Right. You you can't mess it up. Because you just keep, since you're using like a shoulder bear or whatever, right. you just uh, measure your shoulder bear, the angle, right up to that pencil line that you just right. draw, just to keep checking that you're in the proper plane, and you can't mess up that draw. Nice. Yeah, I, I, I did it yesterday for the first time. It, it worked perfectly. It's the nice. best draw I've had. So Sweet. That's a huge recommendation. That's awesome. Okay, and then let's go back to those endo teeth. So with that shading, so in essence, you're creating yourself a little white area that that's what you're drilling in, so you know... Once I've reached the black line, there's my limit. I, I should not go. You can't go over. You fail if you go over it. No, like, so I'm saying so, is yeah. that gives you your parameters. So yeah, you don't you don't create it like a triangular like shade. Like you don't go like this and shade it in. All you do is you just draw the lines using the customizes and everything. And if if we had the teeth and everything, I'd show you how to do it. It's really simple. You can do it in 15 seconds. It's super simple to draw, and that just shows you the outline of what you do, and then just drop your burr in, and then just cut it out, and then you have it. That's it's very simple to do. And initially, I just dropped it in. I was like, okay, let me just, you know, do my thing. I didn't draw the lines. I met with the endodontist at our school, and she showed me the, you know, the way to do it and all that stuff. And then immediately, like, it elevated my endo uh, accesses to, like, a, a whole new level. And that's how she did it. And anyone that wants to know, you guys can DM us. I can create, like, a little tutorial video, any D3s out there, and I can post that. Honestly, it's really, really simple to do endo accesses after you see how to draw it. Because once you draw it, you have your parameters, you just, it's just drilling and following the lines, like whatever, like exercises and stuff you did in D1 year, 
just learning how to use a handpiece. That's all it is at that point. But if you don't do that, you're just drilling blind. Okay. And it's very easy to go past where you need to go. Nice. Okay, great. So then let's move on to the fixed process. Okay, so we already talked about getting that common path of draw, which is huge. But let's talk about nine. So just basic, basic fixed process stuff. So you're going to make a reduction stent before, or do you have to make it on the day of the ADEX test? You show up early. So ADEX starts at 8 a.m. You show up around 6.30, and then you sign in, you go through your formality, show them the IDs that it's you taking the exam. You need two forms of ID. And then once you're in, you set up. You bring everything you need. You bring your, your, your uh, VPS, you bring a scalpel to cut, everything. You have to have a full, we have like a laundry list of stuff like that we, we're gonna need. We bring it with us. You make your stents, and then they approve the stents prior to the exam. And the goal is, because on if, if you guys haven't seen the type and all, basically it's three sections. So they break it up from anterior, so canine to canine, then they have the posterior teeth. And what you need to do is, you need to have a, there's a screw to hold in number eight, because you just unscrew it and can pull the whole number eight out. That way they can examine the whole thing, including like root surface, everything, for when you do the endo. So you have to cut the uh, a, a very, very clear path out of the stent. That way it doesn't get caught or anything, because the way you turn the stent is how they're gonna use it. They're not gonna fin it with it or whatever. Like you put it on and then if it doesn't fit right, you're, they're still grading you based off of that. So you have to make sure that there's complete clearance so it just lays nice and flat. Cause if you don't do that, they're gonna grade you and you can end up, that could be the difference between passing and failing if the stent doesn't fit properly. That's a huge, huge thing. Okay. Yeah. All right, so you pre-approve your stents. Mm -hmm. You're good to go from there. You start, we start with the endo section. You get your endos done. Mm -hmm. Move on to fixed pros. The end of the day, when you're done, you have the, them come over. They give you all the teeth, and they sign you out, and you're so they, not free. They run it like a double blind. So okay. you just have it. You're a number okay. during the exam. You don't say your name because if you you don't have like they said, if you wear your scrub, your school scrub that has your name on it, you put a piece of like duct tape over your name because if they can match up your name with your number, and let's say you say something annoying or whatever. Whatever, like, say like something annoying. Like whatever, like you could say anything that might rub them the wrong way, and they know who that is. They could match the the face to the name and the number. They could grade you differently, kind of like in research studies. So they were saying, like, you want to make sure that you don't make yourself stand out where they can identify your thing, so that way they grade you. Because ideally, everyone wants to be graded easily. You want to pass first try. It's right. twenty three hundred dollars. So just get in, you know, hit your teeth, drill your stuff, and then get out. You know, and they were saying, so just be your number. Turn it in, you get graded, and you get your results back in like a week, they said. A week, okay. So, well, that's yeah. good. They don't make you wait too long. No, I mean, and, and granted, a lot of props to them because they have a lot to grade. They have four different things to grade per student. There's 100 students in the class. That's 400 individual assignments that they have to grade. And then it all has to be done well. And then if, you are, if you're about to fail, it, it requires three different people to take a look at it to make okay. sure. So, yeah, so they have a lot on their plate. So... If they could get it out in a week for a hundred people, respect. Yeah. That's tough. By the way, so this is Cole, do you remember what your how high your margin was supposed to be since we were just talking about um number nine? From the ginger though? Yeah. I think it was like between 0.5 and one. Right. So I get you got a 0.5 uh range. Yeah. Right. For the ADEX, you have I'm reading the manual right here, I got it in front of me. I, you have less than or equal to 0.5 millimeters below the margin of the gingiva uh -huh. to 1.5 above the gingiva. So it's a huge, it's two, two millimeters, yeah. a range of two yeah. millimeters. So mm -hmm. you can either go super gingiva you go or sub G. G. 
Okay. I just think that's hilarious. So, and, and again, like what they're doing here is they're just testing your hand skills right. because a lot, this isn't practical dentistry. Like for, for the endo section, one thing I should have mentioned was when you're doing number eight endo, you have your working length. You don't have to find it. You don't have to take radiographs during it. It's the only endo you'll ever do where you don't take a radiograph. Your working length is 24. Then when you're done, you have to pre-cut the cone to 14 right. and then you just uh, pack the cone in there. So you're not, you already know all the measurements. It's just a fact of, can you do it or can you not do it? Right. That's how they work it. So they already give you all the numbers. You have them written down. Okay. So and you just make let, it let's back up for a minute. You said you pre-cut the cone to 14. Why are you pre-cutting to 14? Because it, that's what it, it works with the tooth. Cause it has to be, if you look at the end of section, I think it has to be like two millimeters below the CEJ to okay. be in the acceptable range. So when you pre-cut the 14, mm -hmm. then you compact it, you're going, you'll, end up with a 13 compacted cone, 13 millimeter compacted cone, which fits in the parameters and then you pass the, the obturation part of the okay. number eight endo. So that's good. So yes, yeah, so there's a lot of tricks and you learn all these things as you go along. The endodontists at your school, I'm sure know all these things, the other clinical faculty that are ADEX certified know these things and that's what they want you to do. So they give you all the stuff that you need and then just doing it, it's just repetition, you, you just memorize it. Okay, just to get that so we're, we're accurate, um, Less than or equal, gutta percha in the root canal is less than or equal to three millimeters apical to the CEJ. Okay. Three millimeters. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So I just want you to know that for the test. Yeah, hey, okay. I mean, you also have yeah. the paperwork in front of you too. Yeah. Like you could bring in a manual, you could write in your manual. Yeah. They're like, I mean, the, there's not much cheating you can do unless you bring in a tooth already cut. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they give you everything and then they're like, just go do it. You right. know, it's not like an exam where you could bring in the answer key. Well, okay. So yeah, you, know you I mean? can't, you can't bring in the only paper that you can bring in is your ADEX manual. Yeah. However, you're allowed to write in your manual beforehand. Like notes. Right. So I'm going to print this out. This is from cdcaexams.org. You can print out the manual. And then, like I said, I'm literally going to draw that cutout of the tooth mm -hmm. with the um, different measurements. You right. know, that's awesome. Just to like speed up the process. Yeah. And then, so they're pretty lenient. It sounds like with the height of your margin, correct? Okay. So then let's talk about thickness. So your finish line, what's the parameter for that? Because I know usually when we were cutting, you know, they have it between, you know, somewhere between one to 1.5 or if it's, you know, right. something. The width of the margin. Well, right. that depends on the, on the Okay. Tooth. So, so this is also really important is a lot of times people will not even realize that three is full cast gold right but five is uh, pfm okay so it's different parameters right and then nine is a full ceramic so all the parameters are different per tooth right for instance the occlusal reductions are different between three and five but because they're cut together since it's a bridge right. you have to make sure everything is still okay together right you know what i mean yeah and there's a lot of different things like so in order to elevate my preps some of like the good resources i use i just watch a lot of youtube videos of like past you know students that did it and the best video, in my opinion, was Stevenson Dental Solutions. Shout out to Dr. Stevenson Dental Solutions. He, um, he, he, the way he sets up his preps and the way he does it, it's very simple, but it's also like, he takes into account how artistic dentistry is. All the symmetries and everything, everything aligns. All, he's very exact with his measurements. He put an oblique ridge in on the uh, number yeah. three. Yeah, in his prep, it has yeah. an oblique ridge. Yeah, wow. like his, his occlusal reduction keeps the anatomy and everything, but it all works. I personally just tabletop it. I just cut it off and everything, so I kind of took a higher yeah, but you, what he does. At least 
have reduction in the in the central yeah, you groove. You can see there's a little yeah. bit of a bump. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not flat, flat. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, as long as you remove and you hit your measurements, you pass the exam. Right. There's nothing on the on the grading sheet that says you need to have the oblique ridge. You need to. I mean, he's just stunting on us and just showing off his, his clinical prowess. But all I'm saying is, if you read the manual, as long as you hit your measurements, and they, if it doesn't say it in the manual, they can't pay for it. Okay. So as long as you hit those. You're okay, but back to but back to, so the, my question. Okay, so I know they're different. You're different parameters. Okay, so you want to know the parameters? I got the uh, the parameters right here. I can right tell here. you the parameters right now. Oh, let's let's see if you know okay. the parameters. Okay, hold on, hold on. Name, name a two. Let's start name out with uh, the number three. Okay. Cast metal crown prep. So give me what's the marginal width of the cast metal? Marginal crown width is less than one, less than or equal to one millimeter. Okay, and then what's the sub? Oh, we gotta talk about subs. Uh, there are no subs in my book. I don't, I don't sub. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about what a sub is. So sub is marginally sub. So there's three grades for ADEX, right? For the most part. You so have acceptable, which means adheres to criteria. Sub is marginally substandard. And then uh, deficient is critical deficiency. Which, so, if you get a deficiency, you automatically fail that section. Right. If you're, you're over with. And um, are you allowed a certain number of subs? Right. So there's, I'm, I'm reading this at the top here. There's subs that are highlighted in the manual. Only some of the subs uh, follow this rule, but so the subs that are highlighted uh, are part of the three sub rule. And you can, if you have three subs, then you fail it. Mm -hmm. But That's you can have two subs and still be fine. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, okay, now let's continue with the parameters here. Go ahead. Um, so you got the full cast goal. How about the PFM? Okay, so it's 0.5 to 2 on the facial surface where you would technically cut a shoulder and then you would blend the chamfer into it and the chamfer is going to be less than or equal to 1 as well. On which, on which side? Lingual. Okay, how about the facial? I just said that. It was the 0.5 to 2. So you have a, so a window of 1.5 to work with. You can do 0.5 to 2. 0.5 yeah. to 2 on the facial, which would be technically a shoulder. Right. And then it would be a chamfer on the lingual, which is less than or equal to 1. It's the same thing as the cast metal goal. Okay, so that, that actually gives you a lot of kind of leeway in the facial. It does, but again, you also have to make it look pretty. So right. you can't have, you know, 0.5 in one area and then like 0.9 in the other. You want to keep it relatively consistent because right. the, the general goal is you want it to look nice because they have 100 different students to grade just from one school. Right. And they grade thousands of these per year. Right. So when they take a look, they're just going to hold it up. If it looks, I mean, they look at it so much where if it looks good, they're okay. They set it down, they move on. But if they look and they see, mm, there's a thing here, an isolated thing here, that's when they start picking up their instruments and they start diving deeper into it. Because they're not going to sit in there, they're not going to, you know, look at every single tooth and go millimeter by millimeter around. And they're not going to do that. Right. They look, if it looks good and they're like, wow, this is a great prep, they set it down. Then they, they spend less time with it. That's what you want. Right. Because the less you practice, the more likely you are for it to be, you know, a little shaky, maybe the margin's not very smooth, whatever it may be. And then that's when they start grading and diving deeper, which increases your chances of getting some sort of sub or maybe a deficiency for finding something because that's how they run things. If it doesn't right. look like great, then they're going to, they're going to grade it harder. Right. That's usually how they do it. That's why I practice so much is because I'm paranoid that I make a small error or something and then they start grading hard. You know, that's how they okay. work it, which is kind of weird how they do it. But I mean, I guess when you're grading hundreds of things, right. you know, you're going to. Okay. How about the all ceramic crown? For the margin, four five one point five. So okay, you have a millimeter there. Okay, that's pretty good. That's not bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we've talked about parameters. We talked about price. We talked about this. In wrapping up here, 
what advice do you have to current D3s and even D2s that are now gearing up? What advice are you going to give them to how they attack and approach preparing for this exam? I think uh, that's better said after we, we know that we passed. <laughs> right? I mean, but I, go ahead. Do you feel confident? Yeah. Okay. Like, I'm feeling pretty confident right now. I mean, we're six days out from our exam. But and we've been drilling like crazy, yeah, dude. I drill four hours per day every single day, and it's getting me to that point where if I make a mistake, I remember it because I'm not going to do it a second time. And that's how I, I've slowly been improving each thing I've done. Where let's say the bilingual reduction on uh, number nine was, wasn't enough, I make sure I hit that mark. And that's what I focus on. And that's like the main goal of the next prep would be to hit that. And then once I hit that, I'm like, okay, let's move on to my next mistake that I've made on a different prep. And then I do it again. And every single time my prep gets a little better because I remember the mistake. I never make the same mistake twice because you can't make any mistakes on the exam. Right. You got to show out. Um, okay. Here's, here's a big one is we've got these, what are they called? They're called beam autoclavable polishers. They're just like rubber polishers, right? To polish right. anything, I guess. Um, and they're like on the, uh, the latch type, they go to the slow speed. Right. Okay. So you can polish your bridge preps. You can polish your crown prep. You can polish, I, I did this yesterday. I took the pointed beam polisher and I put it in the access for number nine, uh, eight and I smoothed out the mm. access. So it That's actually smart. worked really well. I've oh, never nice. done that before. Okay. But dude, I mean, why not do everything you possibly can just to right. make it look perfect? Right, you know exactly. what I mean? The prettier it looks, the less time they're gonna look at it. They're like, okay, he, he looks like, or she looks like they know what they're doing. Set it down and then move on to the next dude. Okay, another thing. The, I tried this yesterday with George. Um, the number nine crown prep. The most common cause for failure is that you don't have enough axial reduction on the lingual because you've got that lingual wall right there on the cingulum, right? right? So it usually right at the, the point where the, uh, the cingulum would be. The lingual wall and the cingulum, like yeah. where they meet. Yeah. yeah. It sticks out and you don't get enough reduction. Mm -hmm. So yesterday I took the beam polisher, one of the cups, and I just kind of went, touched yeah, like, it a couple times, and it actually reduced like half a millimeter off. What color? And it was mean? perfect. Um, the white. Yeah, yeah the you, could, you could use that. But like, I, it doesn't matter, you know. Okay. Another thing too is I would start with the pink. I would, I would start with the with the most the, fine, the most fine, fine okay. because you could just lose, you, you know, to take of off more structure too that's, fast. That's especially because it's a plastic too. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's plastic, so it's going to cut different than actual like enamel. But another thing too is because on the exam, these teeth cut different than like your typodon teeth or actually like natural tooth structure. You don't want your birds to be brand new. Cut a few teeth with them. That way they're warm, like if you break them in so they're not as sharp because I broke into a new bird today and I cut through immediately. Like I was removing surf like millimeters at a time. I was like, oh boy, I better keep going. So I, I did a couple preps with that bird and I think that bird's optimal for on exam day. It'll cut, but not too easily. So if I do make like an errant move, it won't destroy whatever I touch, you know? And that's, that's like, you know, I'm paranoid. It's, I'm sure you guys can get, like catch that, but that's what I, I ultimately shoot for now is I want everything to be perfect. I have everything ready and then I just, I'm going to walk into the exam and just do what I've been doing the past few weeks. Yeah. To. My, my protocol for cutting the different preps is I started with the, with the black diamond. So it's like the most coarse mm -hmm. and I just rip through it, get it down to size. Dude, honestly, I feel like you prep to the parameters takes what, like 30 minutes maybe. 
maybe less, maybe more. And then I spent like an hour like refining it with like the, with the with the fine diamonds mm -hmm. and the then slowest polishing. speed possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just yeah. like you know what I mean. So you just throw it to like ten or fifteen thousand, no water, red diamond. And then you just slowly. Oh, dude, five hundred, five hundred, five hundred dry with the red diamond, and it makes it perfect. Dude, you can't see any cut lines or anything like that. Yeah. So I don't know. I thought I thought that that was real helpful. Nice. All right, guys. Well, in wrapping up here, best of luck next week, six days. You guys got this. What is? Yeah. I want to hear from both of you. What is one word you're going to be thinking about the moment you walk into the test, and what's the word that you're going to be thinking? The moment you walk out one word one word give me one word uh well what walking in maybe like an expletive an expletive okay <laughs> no i uh no we'll be ready i'll i'll just be thinking i can't give you one word but i'm like i'm walking ready like, focus. Let's, let's do this focus, focus. and ready i like that okay yeah. walking just out focus uh, what's the word walking out freedom yeah freedom yeah. freedom one thing i want to mention since we're we're at the end of this um you can do a retake for one section is $1,125. Okay. So if you this. fail, you have to pay that. And then you got to go back and just the study, one practice again. For then, the one section. Yeah. So that's okay. So that's good to know for anyone that's kind of worried about there. If I do not pass a section, it's not once you fail one thing, you fail the whole thing. You could pass individual sections and then have to just go back and redo an individual section. Mentality though. Yeah, well, you yeah. passed the first time. Right, just, you passed the first don't, time. Don't even think about failing. Let, I don't that, think about let that strike fear into your heart. Yes. Yeah. I mean, maybe use that as yeah. motivation if that's the type of person that you are. Like, I look at it as I paid 2300 which was $2,300 too much for this exam. I don't plan on spending any more. That's why I practice the way I do. And another piece of advice, invest in the teeth. They're expensive. Everyone has to do it. It's $22 for an endo tooth. It's $8 for a number eight. You don't want to, you know, you want just spend the money. You know, yeah. oh. spend it. Don't don't be like, oh, I'm gonna do four preps. Buy extra, and you can just sell them to your friends if you have too much. Yeah, seriously, because I I spent I I spent like 300 bucks on teeth, and I just cut them off, and I just get through it because I'd rather be too prepared than underprepared. All right, shout out Dr. Milner for uh, being the ADEX uh, guru. Guru, yeah, he's got some good stuff. We should uh, we should see if he wants to share. He he made some good materials, so you'll you'll get all that. Nice. um yep that's it all right well thank you guys for listening uh don't forget to leave a review on apple itunes on spotify uh give us some stars preferably five give us love on youtube on YouTube. youtube we got all sorts of videos um and also of course on the old ig at dental.student.vibes so thanks for listening vibe on all right, guys, that'll do it for our episode, giving some tips and tricks for preparing for the ADEX exam. I hope you guys learned a lot. I hope you guys aren't stressing that much about it. It is a daunting process, but together we can get through it. The Vibe Tribe always has your back. So as always, follow us on Instagram at dental.student.vibes. Shoot us a like, comment, shoot us a DM, and let us know what you guys thought. If there's any other tips or tricks that we can put out for you guys, definitely give us some feedback of what you guys thought about the exam, if you've already taken it or are taking it or any tips or tricks that you guys use. We'd love to hear it. So as always, stay safe and vibe on.